And we're recording. Oh, what's going on? My name's Don. Anything but basketball podcast. Joined today by three co-hosts. Damien. Hi. How are you? Joshua. Hi, how is you? Bundy. Fuck you! Just <laughs> just recently stopped showing everyone on Skype his butthole. Fake it's news. Cool. You are <laughs> fake news. No, that happened. Unfortunately, no, that happened. I, I had to see it, so you I know it was real. News. That was a thing. DNN. Today is Friday, February 8th. Uh... Super Bowl happened last weekend, Sunday, approximately six days ago. We talked about that for a hot second. Pretty much, it was just a thing that happened, and uh, there's not much else to say about it. It's probably the most boring thing I've ever seen in my life. Ever. I I, I don't mind defensive games, but not for the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I would have rather saw a 53-51 shootout than a fucking 13-3. You know how many people lost their ass in Vegas? (laughs) Yeah, not me. I wonder how many people bet the over. So many. But they were only wrong by like 40, so that's not bad. I almost did bet the over, but I did not. I heard somebody in Vegas won, oh shit, $100,000 because they put put, uh, $250 down that the Rams would score exactly three points. Come on, really? Yeah. And they only won $100,000? Well, they put down like a penny. Two fifty. Two hundred fifty bucks. I mean, if you think about it, four times. That's uh, four hundred like to one. Four hundred. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, that's. I mean, it's a good well, turnaround. I mean, Not a bad return. Obviously, obviously, he's got fuck you money to be betting two hundred fifty dollars on a fucking weak ass bet like that. So on a prop bet, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. How many male cheerleaders will be dancing during the halftime show? 200 to 1 on 3. Get the fuck out of here. You gay bets. Stupid. That's so stupid. I bet people make a lot of money on those. Dot- no, no, I'm not sure just... they do, but it's the dumbest shit ever. Like, you know how many people bet on the coin toss? Uh, uh, way too many people. Lots. Shout it's out. Literally, uh, literally shout, 50-50. Shout out RA. He made a bet that Brady is going to throw a pick, and it happened. Nice. Yeah. I would have bet none of those things to happen. The pick, maybe. Interception, I think it was first drive. I think he made a bet on Yeah. Nice. And then Jared Goff threw in as well, but Jared Goff's actually uh, mattered. So that was unfortunate. Jared that was Goff. Like, that was honestly the worst throw I think I've seen. Yeah, that was a muffin. That was fucking brutal. He's off his back foot, just wings it up and fucking crunch time. Dude, take a fucking sack. This yeah, is it, it, what was it, like second or third down even? Yeah, it wasn't fourth. It wasn't like fucking do it now or it's dead. It was, he had right. a shot at two left. Mm-hmm. And he underthrew it hard. It, I mean, wing that fucker out of bounds or take the sack. I mean, obviously taking the sack would be your last resort. but That was probably Gilmore's easiest interception of his entire career. Probably. He's probably also the best defensive player in the entire game. 
Stefan Gilmore. Oh. They made you do like a hundred stupid solos to try and get his like ninety-four overall card. Yeah. I never There's... did finish that. I did, but I traded him for training points. Yeah. And it's not even that many training points either. Mm-mm. No, it was like three thousand. So it wasn't even worth it. It was like two days of my life. <laughs> Gone. Yeah, it just disappeared. It hurts. But, uh, yeah, the Super Bowl was pretty much just a thing. It was a game that happened. No one really gave a fuck. Everyone knew the Pats were going to win, and they did. So no one's shocked. Except for maybe, like, that one guy who lives in L.A. who just now became a massive Rams fan. And he's like, yeah, fucking... How about fucking Todd Gurley not even touching the ball? Like, at all? Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I... What he, did he have? There's no way he was fully... He was not fully healthy. There's no, no fucking way he was healthy. No, they said he wasn't. He wasn't. That's why Anderson was going to get the ball. Yeah. CJ Anderson looked like dog shit all playoffs, too. No. Yeah, no, the Super Bowl. Super, just the Super Bowl, he looked like dog shit. Yeah. Well, the whole the whole. I didn't think he looked that great in the championship game, shit. honestly. I didn't think he did that much. He might have had a tutter, but I don't think he had a lot of yards or attempts. Oh, he did, he did what they needed him to do. That was about it. But oh, yeah. the, he didn't have an outstanding game by any means. I mean, offensively, both ways, it looked terrible. It just didn't, I don't know. There wasn't a lot going on. No, it was pretty brutal. And the fact that I couldn't watch it made it even worse. So, Yeah, CJ Anderson in the NFC Championship game had 16 attempts, four times as many as Todd Gurley, and he had four yards. So Todd, Todd Gurley found the end zone, though. He did. He did. C.J. Anderson had one catch for five yards as well. So I'm not wrong to say that he no. had a shitty playoffs. Was that was that that stat they had? Did he have 19 yards in the? Was it the first half or second half? Gurley. Uh, yeah, I don't I know. I can't remember. Like some stat came up like a day or two after. And... Yeah, the divisional round they both did well. Yes. But then you, the last two games of the playoffs, they both just fell off the face of the earth. Did it ever come out with what uh, Gurley's issue? He had a knee like, injury, undisclosed. But they never came out and said, yeah, this is what it was, it's like after the game? No. no, they never they never addressed it. I mean, you can't really. I think Sean McVay was avoiding it because he didn't want to use it as an excuse. Which is, I mean, veteran move. Good call. They'll make excuses for the fact that you just put up three points in the Super Bowl. It's probably the worst. Nah, fuck him. His fucking four-quarter zip-up fucking wearing ass. Like, I wonder, that's got to be the worst showing offensively in Super Bowl history. At least tied with. It was the lowest-scoring Super Bowl ever, so. Yeah. Like, the Patriots didn't do a ton better, but at least they scored a tutter. Uh... I mean, if you're a Patriots fan, you don't really give a fuck. You won the Super Bowl, so. Yeah, I mean, hey, whatever works. Sony Michelle at 18 carries, 94 yards, and a touchdown. He's the only motherfucker besides Julian Edelman that entire game who did anything. Gronkowski had an okay game. Six catches, 87. A lot of punts. A ton of punts. Johnny Hecker punted fucking eight times. Pat McAfee, big fan. 
Big fan of that Super Bowl. Dude, that, honestly, if you were looking at the punts, okay, Hecker punted nine times. I was wrong. But, like, so many times just pinned inside the five. Mm. That's, I mean, that's that's impressive. Not that I really give a fuck, but, hey. All but, all but six of the 14 total punts in the game were down inside the 20-yard line. Yeah. There wasn't a play in the red zone until the fourth quarter. And that was the one-yard touchdown run by Sony Michelle. So, there's one. One single snap in the red zone. Yeah. 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 Tough to watch. Good game. Tough to watch. Hecker got the record, though, didn't he? Yeah. For the longest punt? Yeah, yeah but it fucking It was a shitty punt. Yard. Hey. I don't care if it fucking rolled. I mean, he got a tremendous bounce. He got the record. Punt's That's great. Yeah. But it's not yeah. like he punched that bitch fucking 65 yards in the air. It was like 35 yards in the air, and then it rolled like 30 yards. 65 yards, 65 yards, a record's a record, so. Yeah, good for him. Uh, what we're going to do on this episode mostly is uh, something we've been talking about for a long time. Uh, now the NFL season is over. The Patriots obviously reigning champs again. They didn't win last year, but they win all the time, so who the fuck cares? And uh, we, we've been talking about it since like the, the when we first started talking about doing this. Uh, what it means to be an elite quarterback in the NFL. What is elite? What is not elite? What do you think it means? What is your list? Who do you have on your lineup that makes them the best at that position? Because if you watch ESPN like the last three years, they've just been straight fucking murdering that phrase. Elite, 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 all the time. What does it even mean anymore? Does it mean that you had an okay year? Like you had nine wins, you're elite now? Like, be more specific. Is elite, you had two good years, or is it you had an illustrious career with Super Bowl championships? Because those are two wildly different fucking concepts. But as soon as something goes bad, you could be taken off that list just like that, though, too. That's the kicker. You need to be consistent. That, That, to me, to me, that's that's what being elite is. You're consistently good, and when shit goes south, you can still pull shit off after yeah. that or during said game where all of a sudden you throw two picks in the first half and you can come back in the second half and win a game. Yeah. Maybe not throw a touchdown, but at least control the ball and be able to put your team in a position to win. Now, with that yeah. being said, there's many ways you can go it's either stats but then stats can be skewed also by other players and i hate i've always hated the elite quarterback thing because to be elite you need a team because you cannot do it specifically by yourself aaron rodgers on the other hand has been a freak of nature but he still needs wide receivers and the play caller to orchestrate the game. So I would say that instead of elite quarterbacks, I would say elite teams because on the flip side, yes, do you have to have a good quarterback to do all this? Yes. But in order for, let's say, 
Tom Brady to do all these things. He needs Julian Edelman. He needs Gronk. He needs Sony Michelle. He needs Bill fucking Belichick. He needs all of these offensive guys and defensive guys to put the ball in his hand and to do and to make plays when the ball comes out of his hand. Okay. You could, I mean, you could sway the argument to say elite teams. You could change it up like this year of this team and this year of this team. But, uh, it's, I mean, if you're watching ESPN and you're listening to the arguments, it's mostly focused at the quarterback position, which makes sense. Because if you're looking at a team, the first thing you think about, okay, who's playing quarterback? Do they have a shot? I per- I personally think that eliteness is is taken out of context a lot personally because um, you can go you know by wins whatever but that quarterback could win x amount of games but he could have won x amount of games because his defense stopped the other offense and they win like six to three yeah like you could have a quarterback win every single game of his career and have when throw fucking 40 touchdown passes and people would consider him elite. Yeah. It it's it I've I feel like to be considered an elite player by yourself it comes down to certain statistics that aren't technically wins. Right. It's more or less I guess well in a way not just winning the game outright but like Winning games when you're down by X amount of points in second half or winning games with X amount of comebacks and this and that. Not just fucking, yeah, he's won this many games. He's thrown for this many yards. He's elite. Because you could have a quarterback who throws 60 touchdown passes, five interceptions, and not win, you know, enough games technically, realistically, because... You still got the other teams who could potentially still score more points and shit. So I feel like when you break down the breakdown of eliteness right now is trash. Yes, because well, you you can say a lot of quarterbacks are good and they're elite, but when it comes down to crunch time, late fourth quarter, not getting the job done when they have to, that's when you can make the argument that they're not an elite quarterback. But I. It would be nice to come up with some examples, and I can't really think of any offhand to where you had a great quarterback performance and you don't go anywhere in the playoffs or even make the playoffs. I'm trying to think of a quarterback. Tony Romo. Dan Marino. True, but but Dan Marino made it there, though. John Elway. He made it, but he never won. Dan Marino made it there. He made it there once and lost horrendously. And how many That's playoffs? Mentioned. Dan Marino has eight. Tony Romo, John games. Elway, Dan Marino. Eight, eight and, Dan Marino's eight and ten in playoff games. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, but John Elway won one. He won two. Well, but, I'm ju- but I'm but I'm just saying he he you can't like, like bring he, that up because I'm I'm trying to find quarterbacks in history where that. They've had great statistics, but their teams Johnny just Unitas. The hump. I mean, he won a couple championships. I mean, Dan Marino would be the shining example because he, honestly, in 1984, probably had the best 
offensive year of any player in the NFL, the history of the NFL, period, for 1984. 48 touchdowns, like 17 picks, 5,000 yards. Gets blown out in the Super Bowl by the Niners and Joe Montana. It, 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 like Dan Marino is handcuffed by fate, pretty much. He just so happened to come in right before all these tremendous Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and he never quite got to where he needed to be because he met them in the playoffs with, like, Denver and John Elway, or he met them in the Super Bowl with Joe Montana, and he didn't quite ever achieve playoff success. But his numbers are tremendous. Oh, here's one, Phillip Rivers. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I mean, Philip Rivers has really good there. numbers. Yeah. Philip Rivers has great numbers. Yeah. yeah. 65% completion percentage, 55, well, about almost 55,000 yards, 374 touchdowns, 178 interceptions, playoff record, eh. Five playoff and six. Not good. Yeah. Bernie Kosar, Randall Cunningham, Dante Culpepper, Warren ah. Moon. Ah. There's a what lot. A I'd lot like of... to I'd like to um, ask a question. So Jim Kelly's in the Hall of Fame. Yep. He was 101 and 59. That's his rec. His win loss record. In then that's just overall. Um, 60 percent completion percentage, 35,000 yards, 237 touchdowns, 175 or eight interceptions. But my and he, he's in the Hall of Fame. That's whatever. But he was a liability in the in the uh, playoffs. Twenty one TDs, twenty eight interceptions in the playoffs. And the Cowboys met him twice for the Super Bowl. Yeah, Jim Kelly and the Bills. You mean? Yeah. 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 So would you would so would you even consider Jim Kelly elite? He got to the Super Bowl like what four times? Four times. He's a, a five time Pro Bowler. Um, mm-hmm. He's the NFL passing touchdown leader in '91, NFL passing passer rating leader in '90, four AFC championships, and four straight AFC yeah. championships. So he, I would say yes. So, I would say, wow, I, that's Jim Kelly's a tough one. That's a really good example, actually. Uh, the playoffs, like he had success, right? Like he won four straight AFC championship games, but in the big game, in that big moment, he crumpled every single time. Well, absolutely. The one Super Bowl he got hurt, didn't he? I think so. Uh, he busted up his shoulder that one, one, yeah, one of those games at, against the Cowboys. At, I think at least hurt. one of them. He or was a hurt. concussion. I don't know. I can't remember. It wasn't even the Super Bowl. It was before the Super Bowl because they had a backup playing in the Super Bowl. I think that was their. That was a Scott Norwood fucking shank. I think where they would have won, but they did not because Norwood fucked. Them. Oh, did it, did he get by in the AFC Championship yeah. game? Yep. Which caused the uh, whole Kardashian situation, OJ Simpson. So thanks, Norwood. Okay, good looking, Norwood. Good job. Yeah, we'll have to break that one down on a later episode because that's that's for real. <laughs> that's that a happened. lot. Yeah, that's a thing. But that another is a thing. A prime example, like going back to Bondi's point, where you could have like a quarterback who's doing enough to win games, but they're 
getting credit due to the fact that their defense is playing so well. Terry fucking Bradshaw. Let's talk about him for a second. Terry Bradshaw, statistically, man. Terrible. Dog shit. Absolute fucking dog shit. Okay. I just wrote a blog about it. I have all the information is fresh at this point because I compared Terry Bradshaw and Joe Namath to Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Okay, because they're all in the same class, right? They're all elite Hall of Fame quarterbacks, right? Mm-hmm. Wait, okay. hang on, hang on. You, who who are you saying is elite? Joe Namath? He's in the Hall of Fame. He's not elite. There's no fucking way. He's in the Hall of Fame, which is supposed to be He's... for the absolute best players in the NFL. And that's you dog shit because he shouldn't, he shouldn't be there. I'm not saying he should, but he is. So obviously enough people thought that he was. We'll, we'll talk about the fucking Hall of Fame later. But back to this. Okay. Terry Bradshaw, four-time Super Bowl champ, MVP in 1978. Okay. Pretty good stats already. Those are accomplishments. Uh, career QBR, 70. Rex Grossman, Mark Sanchez, Don Michkowski. Jake Plummer, John Kitna, all better. Do you know what I like about Terry Bradshaw? His you know how cameo it, on The Masked Singer? His skull and he cleared up shingles? Oh, okay. <laughs> Lotrimin Ultra commercials? No, I like oh. I like that he turned it on for the playoffs. Like, if you look at his playoff statistics... Like, they won, they must have won the Super Bowl in 78. They did. Okay. Terry Bradshaw's numbers, 3-0. and 56.4% completion percentage, 790 yards, 8 touchdowns, 104 passer rating. Pretty good. I mean, yes. which is, his numbers in the playoffs are better than his numbers overall. Which is usually opposite. Right. Yeah. But as a career, we're looking at 212 touchdowns, 210 interceptions. So he has two more touchdowns and interceptions his entire career. Batting 500, pretty much. Okay. And then you have to take into account that between 72 and 79, where Bradshaw was in his heyday, right? He was fucking... One of the best QBs in the league, supposedly. His defense was allowing like 12 points a game. And averaging like 28 points a game. So, as much as he gets credit for it, it's mostly defensive at that point. Like, even looking at modern era, Denver plays against Carolina in the Super Bowl, Peyton Manning... Gets fucking his dick sucked constantly over it. Peyton Manning was terrible his entire year. The playoffs and the Super Bowl was not good at all. But his defense held teams to 13 points. So all he had to do was get close enough to punch it in the end zone twice. And he got to play in the fucking big game. And he won. That's all you got to do. If your defense is that good, and then automatically the credit shifts to the quarterback, which is the NFL. So Terry Bradshaw, he's held in such high regard, but at the end of the day, statistically wasn't that good. Statistically, barely better than Joe Namath, who you were just shitting on. I, I, I can't even look at his name because it pisses me off. 
There's no reason he should be there. <laughs> Broadway Joe? It's a popularity there, thing. Listen, it's, a, listen, it's the 13, intangible. 13 seasons. Yeah, the intangible of what? Throwing fucking more picks than touchdowns 11 out of his 13 years in the league? Eat shit. He had four winning seasons in 13 Yeah. Yeah, well, 11 fucking years out of 13, he threw more interceptions than touchdowns. Yeah. 11 of them. Not good. He's bad. But the NFL and ESPN and the Hall of Fame, I'll count him. He's in the top 25 in everybody's list. Why? Because he made the Jets relevant. That's why. The two years back to back, he made the Jets a relevant team and he won the third Super Bowl ever with the Jets. That's why. It's not that he was a good quarterback, it's that he played just well and he was the first player to ever throw 4,000 yards in a season. But he also threw probably seven more picks and touchdowns that year. Were they? It was 26 to 28 touchdowns to interception. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think they. That. The Pro Football Hall of Fame is more picky about who they let in now than they were years ago. Yeah. Case in point, T.O. was not a first ballot Hall of Famer. Should have been. Because. Should have been, yes. Well, it's all about a, it's his all, attitude, his off yeah. the field antics. Get off your fucking high horse. Exactly. It's supposed to be statistics. For the Hall of Fame, you put up points, you put up the numbers. You become a good player or a great player. Therefore, you make it to the Hall of Fame. Which brings yeah. me to my next point. Joe Namath should fucking be there. Terrell Davis ah. shouldn't fucking be there either, but he is. Terrell Davis Ed. had five NFL seasons. Oh. Five. Ed. Yeah, there's two. Five. It, five is not enough. There's got to. No. no. All right, I'm bringing, I'm bringing up the list of Super Bowl Hall of Famers. You guys carry on. I'm going to rant about everyone that should not fucking be there. So <laughs> Excellent. That's great. Trent Dilfer, he should be in there for sure. I mean, he won a Super Bowl. He, he did. Yeah. Hundred percent. No. Definitely. He deserves it. It wasn't. It had nothing to do with that defense that the Ravens had. <laughs> also, Rich would, Gannon. Would, Rich yeah. Gannon should absolutely be in there. Why isn't Brad Johnson in the in the? I don't know. Fans? Vinny Testaverde. Vinny, te- Vinny Testaverde's not in the fucking Hall of Fame, is he? No. No, no. Bloody no, we're wondering be. why, though. <laughs> we're wondering Bloody why he's not. Be. With a name like Vinny Testaverde, you're not in the Super Bowl? Or Hall of Fame, I should say. Also, never in the Super Bowl, team. which is obviously a ploy by the NFL because they're racist against Italians. Which I think is wrong. Jake Del Home. He needs a spot in the pro hall. Oh, Chris Chandler. Mm. A little throwback. NFL 2K3. Cordell Stewart. Oh, fuck. Charlie Batch. Mm. Come on. Chandler Cadenzaro. Randall Cunningham. Nick Folk. Yes. Nathan Peterman. Getting getting excised from the NFL just because he's white. Just because (laughs) he's white. That's it. It's all Lamar Jackson now. That's all they want. Lamar Jackson's. Nathan Peterman. No room for Nate. Nate can get the fuck on. Even though he's a tremendous quarterback with excellent statistics. If he's not in the Hall of Fame five years from now, I will watch soccer forever. 
He's got so much career left, Don. He's he's not going to be. You know where he should go? Where? Denver. Oh, yeah. I would love that. He should Nate go. Peter, Nate Peterman's resurrection with John Elway. You know, I saw him in practice one day. I saw that. He's a future Super Bowl MVP. Listen, John. Okay, buddy? You got cataracts. Okay? <laughs> Need corrective lenses. Some AccuView, perhaps. Because you're fucked. Anywho, let's let's get off this topic. Yeah. Um <laughs> one I'd I'd like to bring up one second. Aaron Rodgers in a few more years is going to be a top ten quarterback if he continues the path that he's on. If he continues doing what he did two years ago, three years ago. I like his uh, consistency. Like I do. You buy by top ten, you mean top ten all time. Yeah. Not not in the league right now. Not well in the Just league right period. now he's top ten. Right. And right now he's top yeah, ten. Top ten league. of all time, period. Retired or otherwise is what he's saying. Uh, because the path that I will, he's on I would say probably within the next three or five years. And when I say consistency, I mean he's been in the he's only been he's only played really since 2007 really i mean oh, he was in yeah, the wow, he came yeah. in the league in 2005, 2005 but he sat by far for a while but anyway 65% of his passes he completes he's got almost 43,000 yards i like his touchdown to interception ratio uh 338 to 80 it's pretty good and he's got a passer rating for his career of 103.1. And that's after this year when it saw a dip. Yeah. So it was like 104. Well, I mean, that's 60% better than fucking Terry Bradshaw's fucking quarterback percentage. And people still say Terry Bradshaw's a top 10 quarterback. So. Yeah, because Terry Bradshaw has four Super Bowls and an NFL MVP. And- so. Playoffs if we're going by those statistics alone, yes, Aaron Rodgers is a top ten quarterback of all time. So, right now, but no, no. currently, no. I, hmm. Right this second, no. Five years from now, yes. Be stay healthy. I do I, like when I said his consistency. I, it continues in the playoffs as well. He, they may not win. They're nine and seven in the playoffs in his career. But he's got 64% completion percentage and a 3-to-1 touchdown ratio, touchdown-interception ratio still in the playoffs. 36-10. Yeah. to 10. Name 4-to-1. Name 10 other quarterbacks, statistically speaking, better than Aaron Rodgers that should be in the Hall of Fame and are that should maybe get recognition for being top 10 quarterback of all time. Top 10 quarterbacks? Uh... Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Joe Montana, Dan Marino, Drew Brees, John Elway, Brett Favre, Johnny Unitas, Roger Staubach, Nathan Peterman. I I hate the John Elway. I I can't stand John Elway. No, I don't. I, don't think John I hate his, I hate his numbers. I, I don't think he's top ten. I think he is. That's because you're a Broncos fan. But yes, he's not one hundred percent. That's the only reason why. But that that's I mean that's I don't have a legitimate argument as to why he should or should not be. Besides the fact that he played in six Super Bowls, won two of them. And as far as statistics go, he is in the top 10 to 15 in every category. 
Probably not completion percentage. Probably <laughs> yeah. not completion percentage or QBR. Say, completion Those two things. Not so much. Also, QBR, probably not. Uh, his quarterback Especially rating is dog early. shit. And yeah. before you guys <laughs> before you guys got on here, we me and Don were talking about Elway because I, I had already mentioned that I I hate his numbers. And I was telling Don that his um his passer rating for his career, John Elway's is 79.9 okay which don was like well you got to take into consideration the time that that elway was playing and then i got put in my place then you got put in your place because i was like (laughs) well here's a bunch of quarterbacks from the 80s who don't like (laughs) yeah who have a passer rating that's in the eight in the at least in the 80s and elway's not fucking there just on the carpet rub my nose in it let me have it let me have this moment I've been looking up. I've been looking up pass ratings, all the well this whole evening anyway, and the only ones that I can find worse that are in the Hall of Fame are like Joe Namath and Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Well, there's a lot in the Hall of Fame that are worse. I know. But I they're from it. like a long time ago. But um, yeah. I mean, his QBR wasn't great. He threw the ball a lot. He never really had a running back up until like Terrell Davis in the late '90s. Not a really good one, anyway. Um, he didn't have a tremendous wide receiver core up until the 90s. He was a one-man show. He was like Aaron Rodgers in the 80s, where he didn't have ridiculous talent surrounding him. It was just him. And he still made playoffs, still made the Super Bowl, overcame the obstacles. He had a great defense in the early 80s. It dipped off. Um, Aaron Rodgers did it better. Yeah, yeah. Oh, much better. Aaron Rodgers is doing it better now, but numbers-wise, he's not better than John Elway at this point in time. He has one Super Bowl, 20,000 less passing yards, a better QBR, sure, a worse playoff record. I mean, John Elway had an entire career. Aaron Rodgers is still eight years short. So eight years from now, there's going to be no question about it, but right at this moment in time, you can't say statistically Aaron Rodgers is better than John Elway was. In my argument. Because Aaron Rodgers still has so much life left on his career. But at the end of Aaron Rodgers' career, he might be fucking top two. Because he might win fucking five Super Bowls, you know? We don't know. Do you think... Is there any argument that the best quarterback? I mean, I don't even think like it's Brady and then the everybody in my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Brady's Brady, a mile and a half ahead of anyone else on that list. Because Brady does it consistently. I know he's got Bill. I mean, I understand Bill Belichick is his coach. You don't have to. Yeah. I don't need that argument. Well, but, what I'm getting at is the consistency and the. I mean, Brady's done it with literally nobody on his offense. Julian Edelman on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers team is a third wide receiver at best. Second, maybe. Maybe. You also got to take into consideration late game heroics and how many times is the ball in Bill Belichick's hands to win a game? Never. Nope. I mean, technically speaking... It is, but who's throwing the ball? Tom who's Brady. making the decisions with the ball? 
who's scoring the points, who's leading the team down the field, Tom Brady. And that's so, another like intangible type thing that I, that's why I put John Elway so high on my list. Does he maybe deserve to be number six? Maybe not. But if you look at the late 80s, 90s, the best comebacks, the best late game moments of that entire NFL era, 90% of the time, it's fucking John Elway in the playoffs. It's just, hard to argue that. Let me just hit you with some stats, Red Swift. I did a quick little uh, investigation. Between, okay, let's go touchdown passes. Elway or Rodgers? Rodgers. Well, Rodgers has probably 320 something. 338. 338. Yeah, that's probably Rodgers. 300. 300, almost even. Here's the shocker. Okay. How many, uh, let's go interceptions. Who has less, Elway or Rodgers? Rodgers, because Rodgers only has 80. Elway had 170 something. 226. 226, yeah. Just slinging it up there. Passing yards. John Elway has like 50,000. 51. Rodgers is 34. at almost 43. Are you counting playoffs, or you can't? Is... Just, just stop. Just for a his careers, the sex. That's okay. the what's completion. on Pro Football Reference is that completion okay. percentage. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers by at least ten we'll percent. Four, four point nine. It's not by much, but it's four point nine. Okay. Uh, passer rating blows him out of the water. One hundred three point yeah. one to seventy nine. Like literally, fucking Rex Grossman probably is better than John Elway completion percentage. At this point, I would say Rodgers is light years ahead of Elway at the right now. Light years. Because that 338 to 80 is astronomically stupid compared to Elway's 300 and 226. Yeah. And we've shit on the Green Bay Packers front office for drafting stupid players that will not work in their schemes. We say Aaron Rodgers carries the team year in and year out. Aaron Rodgers never had a defense. All of these things were brought up. And he still, in my opinion, statistically, is light years ahead of Elway. Absolutely. That's why I brought up the point that Aaron Rodgers is currently a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. I would say he is. I would say he is. Top 10, absolutely. Let me see. The, no, are, are, the are, are, you, are, you, are you in the middle of a fucking fight with a polar bear over there or something? Or? Who, me? No, Bundo. Take it easy on that desk there, old boy. It's cold up in this piece. That, that frigid Minnesota air. I mean... I would be hard pressed to argue that. Honestly, I don't. I, don't think I, I can't really. I don't think there's a way to argue. Like, it. I really don't think there is. You can't. It's it's not all, and that's something I've come to grips with. Is it's not entirely numbers based. It's intangibles. It's moments. No, 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 it's no, fucking... no. You're you're right, but our discussion was statistically speaking, who was oh, better? Aaron Rodgers is better statistically. There's no doubt. 
Aaron Rodgers is probably better than Joe Montana statistically. But you said Elway was above Joe Montana. You said Elway was at this point in time, at this point in the career, yeah, having everything involved, not just fucking statistics, everything. John Elway ranks higher than Aaron Rodgers on most lists as far as top quarterbacks. He has to. I almost guarantee if you took 100 analysts from the NFL and you said, make a top 25. I, I, don't, I don't care about those analysts. We're discussing here. We're, this is, th- th- yeah, and, we and are the analysts like, here. And, I'm, and there's one thing that Elway beats Rodgers on. There's, it's one thing, and that's total yards. Yes. That's it. Get a longer career. That's it, so and that's far. and yeah. that's only that's only what seven eight hundred yards away. No, like seven eight thousand. Or sorry, seven, yards. seven seven. So we're talking less than away. less like, than two seasons. Less than two seasons behind, and how many more years does Elway have in as a starting quarterback? Started as a quarterback for fifteen years. Rodgers started for eleven. Yeah. So four more years. But John Elway played in the 80s. Aaron Rodgers plays in the 2000s. I mean, as much as you don't want to look at the eras, they are different. The QBR, obviously. But, is, but that's, that's, that's the magic. Yeah, that's, but that's neither here nor there. You, We're talking about statistics. Right you, now, you can't you make also, that argument. That's fine. But Otto Graham is in the Hall of Fame. He threw the ball 50 times a year as a you, quarterback. You, you also got to take now, into consideration. Fast forward to 2018, where a quarterback's throwing the ball fucking 40 times a game. Okay. So it, different eras constitute different things. Whereas yeah. the 80s and 90s, the quarterbacks are throwing the ball about half as many times. Probably not quite that much. Three quarters, 75% of the time, as opposed to nowadays, where it's all offense, all passing. Running backs are important, but they're not getting the workload they used to. All right, I'm going yeah, to look up attempts and completions after this. Go ahead. But you, you got you, you got to make the argument. Take who the fuck did you just talk? Otto something. Otto Graham. Otto Graham. You take Otto Graham, put him in 2018. He ain't doing shit. No. You take Aaron Rodgers, put him in you 1980s. Floyd he's Little ripping it up. Right now. And put Floyd Little at 22 years old. Okay. 25 years old. Put him in today's NFL, and he's bouncing out of the league in fucking week 11. Week 7. That's maybe. what I'm saying, though. Is and he's the a game, Hall of Fame running back. I mean, the game now, it's the game now it's is game. so much The game now is so much better talent-wise. Yes. Speed, size, everything else. Yeah. And, Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers now wouldn't compete in today's NFL. Because yeah, you, you didn't have DNs running fucking four five four. That's what I'm saying. So you, you take you, you take the you, you can bring up the air argument. Yeah, that was good for that time. But my issue with the air argument is back then teams were shit. People are fucking hacking darts on the sideline, fucking drinking beers in the locker room at halftime. Now you got guys who are fucking six foot seven, six foot eight running four four forties. And you got Aaron Rodgers, who is ripping up defenses. You take Aaron Rodgers now and put him in in the 80s, he's still ripping it up. Even harder. That's my, argu- that's, that's my argument behind this. Is like You can bring up different eras, but when you take the two people you're comparing and you put them in a different era, 
you got to go with the guy who's going to rip it up both ways, regardless of the era. I don't disagree. Because it's like, it's the same. That, that's why I get pissed when people talk about Wayne Gretzky's fucking goal record and shit. Like, dude, yeah, Wayne Gretzky was good for his era. And when goalies didn't fucking go on the butterfly at all, they didn't even believe in going down. So you could literally shoot on the ice and the puck is going in. And then you yeah. got Alex Ovechkin, who's coming into a league where the guys are so much faster. Equipment's so bigger. So much bigger. Equipment's bigger. Goalies are a hell of a lot better. And if Ovechkin beats that goal record, it's going to mean that a lot so more. Much more. It's going to mean so much more is what I'm saying. Yeah. But, yeah, like in the eras, that was it. But for my argument, you got to take both guys, put them in the different eras, and see how it would be. Another interesting point, which is, I mean, not so much to aid my argument as it just is interesting. Aaron Rodgers has had 56 Pro Bowl players around him, not counting himself, since 2007. 56 players elected to the Pro Bowl. And how many of these players were actually should have been in the Pro Bowl? I'm not going to dissect that. The point is, Elway... His entire career from 85 to 98 had, like, 25, 30. So, up until Elway's, like, final years, he had no supporting cast. Where Aaron Rodgers has always had a good offensive line. The dog shit defense at best. Aaron Rodgers has not always had a good offensive line. Especially not recently. But usually good enough. It's, he's mobile, so I mean, it's passable, and he's so mobile. It, it kind of so. offsets that, even. Even so, more that's, so. Not, that's not a valid point. Now, get yeah. that out of there. But just sheer, and it's hard to make comparisons, and that's a whole nother fold to the argument. Is eras? What you did in, like, what Johnny Unitas did in the fucking sixties is entirely different as opposed to what Tom Brady has done in the 2000s. Absolutely. So, is Aaron Rodgers better than John Elway? Yeah, absolutely. You can watch them both play. I've seen both of them play with my eyeballs. Okay? John Elway, not so much as an adolescent, because I was so young when he retired, but just looking back at how the game was played in 97 as opposed to how the game is played in 2017, two entirely different fucking schemes. Entirely different. You go from a I formation, Terrell Davis, run the ball 40 times a fucking game, okay, to now fast forward to 2017, shotgun, four wide, a fast running back who's more of a threat out of the backfield than he is running between the tackles. It's a whole different game. So you, you can't take away John Elway's legacy. You can say that statistically he's not as good. Okay, but statistically, Joe Montana is not as good as most other players on the top 10, minus the four Super Bowls. Terry Bradshaw had four Super Bowls. He was dog shit. John Elway, not so much. I don't know. What Joe I, Montana, not so much. Joe Montana's 63% completion percentage hangs, hangs pretty tight with the top 10, I think. Absolutely. I don't know. He... I agree to what you're saying, DJ, a, a little bit. 
even as much as I hate Elway's numbers, I don't think I I don't like. Well, you, you really can't compare. You can you can no. only compare certain things when it comes to comparing eras. Yeah, completion percentage and QBR, and he's down on both those. Okay. All right. right so to talk about it, I'm reading this list here. Top. The greatest NFL quarterbacks of all time. It was published in December 20th, 2018. John Elway is 15. Okay. And then you got Johnny Unitas, Bart Starr, Philip Rivers, Russell Wilson, Ben Roethlisberger, Otto Graham, Brett Favre, Joe Montana, Aaron Rodgers, Steve Young, Dan Marino, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, and then Tom Brady. The fact that Steve Young craps the top, cracks the top five on that list is enough reason to know that the list is horse shit. Because that's ridiculous. Russell Wilson right now is probably better than Steve Young. Ever was. So, I mean, it's like everyone's going to have a different list, right? And it's well, yeah. almost entirely opinion-based. Yeah. It's like... Uh, some people take into account the intangibles, the, the late game heroics, the fucking the big moments, the storylines. Some people are just looking strictly at numbers, and neither one of those is correct. There yeah, has but to be some sort of healthy mix of both. Steve Young is in the top five because he's won three one Super Bowl. Bowls, one, one three, Super Bowl three. that he was even. A remotely responsible for right only one is a team starter yes yes one he finished his career with a, he finished his career with a better passer rating than montana and peyton manning his yards per attempt are fifth highest years. but i'm saying on top of that he's led the he's led the rushing he's got the rushing record for third most touchdowns as a qb so i yeah, mean that's, that's one thing Steve Young has going for him. So, I mean, I get that he's only won one Super Bowl where he's actually started. Yeah. But there's there's more to it, obviously, than just getting wins. Well, wins are important. Very. Absolutely. Like you can't go 0-16 every year and be on the list. That's not going to happen. Well, like I said, you can get a X transcendent quarterback will win games single-handedly. That's been proven. 100%. I'm just saying, Aaron Rodgers is number six currently in this list. Okay, where's Drew? Is Drew Brees even on that list? Drew Brees, Drew Brees is number two. Has better yeah. stats than Aaron Rodgers, probably. Okay. I just want to toss that out there. I, 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 I didn't hear. I, I didn't hear his name. Drew Brees needs love because Drew Brees has a career completion percentage of 67 percent. Has the record for the most yards in a career, passing yards, 520 touchdowns and 233 INTs. Playoffs, he has a passer rating of 100 for his career. 33 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, and one Super Bowl. Okay, as long as Breeze is on that list, I'm happy. Okay. Anyway. So, I did some research. I'm coming back okay. at you with some facts here again, okay? okay? So, keep in mind, Aaron Rodgers had two seasons within this span where he was he did not play a full 16. 
2013, nine, and in 17, he played seven. So the stats are 7,250 attempts for Elway when he was done. Okay. Yeah. Rogers, 5,492 up to this point. Yeah. If he averages, I, I took all of his, his passes, all of his attempts throughout the last 11 years because we said we're going back to 08 when he actually finally first actually got the start. Yeah. So if he averages his attempts, which is 493 a year, 493 passing attempts for the next five years to compete with LA 16, that would put him at only 8,137. That is about 800 more than Elway, mm-hmm. which really isn't that much more. I mean, 800 more at nine yards per attempt on average. Talking 7,200 yards. But That's I'm just a season and a half, at least two seasons. But I, I, I'm just, I'm just saying that the the two can be comparable because you were saying that. His passing attempts was nowhere near Aaron Rodgers. Just because Aaron Rodgers throws it a little bit further, maybe, is irrelevant because he's still throwing the football. Yeah. I'm saying John Elway in his era probably threw the ball less on average than Aaron Rodgers did per year. Slightly less. It's not yeah. they're 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 almost mirror when you look at the that the two side by side. They're almost exactly the same. Except for Rogers' couple of years where he was out with a fucking what he busts his collarbone in seventeen and then mm, closes his ankle yeah. and whatever. Something. Anyway, but I'm just saying that the, that the attempts are comparable. They're comparable, so, but I would venture to say that Aaron Rodgers throws the ball more on average than a quarterback in the nineties. Sure. Yeah. That, yeah that's, that's reasonable. There's it's no argument there. But Elway was comparable. That that's all I'm trying to associate here and i'm not saying and and rogers right now they were comparable this is five seasons less and he already has 38 more touchdowns yes that's that's all i'm leaving it at that's it i'm done because that was way too much math for my head (laughs) on a friday a lot not a math guy oh i'm a big math guy i just hate doing it yeah I just think like today's in today's NFL it's a lot more offensive than it was in the day. Oh, I mean, you got teams it's averaging fucking it's more defensive. 45 points a fucking game. In the I mean, 90s they might average 31 and that was a teams, lot. Special teams back in the day was yeah just throw a bunch of guys out there and have old boy crack at the ball. I mean they're they're talking about punters who are lefties. They head coaches want lefty punters because the ball spins the other way. It's yeah. it, there's weird mind game gypsy fucking Jedi shit going on that we don't even know about in today's game. I mean, there's these little, these small minute details about everybody's team that back then they wouldn't even give two shits about the lineup and the wing tee and just beat the piss out of each other. Another thing is, though, considering the fact the way the NFL offenses work these days, to throw the ball however much more than they used to and have the stats that you do, I feel like enhances those stats a lot more than what it did back in the day. I agree. I think it was easier 
to put up points. Well, fuck. Back when you can day. win when you quarterback when you can win games as a quarterback throwing the ball fucking 50 times a year. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah I mean they, they hardly when Otto Graham like Otto Graham I think joined the NFL in the 20s. Yeah. So they didn't it, even know what throwing the ball was. Then. Yeah, that that was a rarity. They probably um, had fucking rules where he couldn't even throw the ball Otto Graham, 10 yards downfield. Otto Graham is one of those guys who was one of the standout players in the early days, so he got the nod simply due to that fact. It wasn't that he had tremendous stats or that he was a great quarterback or anything like that. It's just he was there. He was kind of like one of the front runners for the NFL when it first was in its infancy, so he was one of the famous players. He got a nod. It wasn't that he was that much better than anyone else. It's just different. Yeah, every era is different. The 70s were different than the 80s. The 80s are different than the 90s. The 90s are different than now. Like, the NFL in 2005 is different than it is now. Well, that's that's just the way it, it's always going to be Yeah, different. that's just that's the nature of the beast. That's There's nothing you can do about it, and it doesn't really help your argument, but it is something you need to look at when that's, it comes to comparing statistics. That's just the nature of the league. Every year, somebody's going to come up with something new or something different to try to to try to do it. it yeah, and it to me, comparing things back in the day irritates me. I mean, a little bit because it's just, you're comparing. You're honestly, you, it's impossible to do because you can't put a guy on a team to see how he's going to do. You can throw out statistics all day long. But for what we do here, just for the sake of trying to work out who is better, who should be top 10, and we made the guideline as far as just, okay, just strictly statistics. And, okay, if you just go off straightly, just strictly statistics, then, yes, it's a lot easier to do because there's data that shows everything that they've done. So people often lose sight of the year and they just want to take the stats and it just pisses me off because people want to say okay well it's based on stats for players being elite i I said okay well like i said earlier joe fucking namath but he was trash how how can he be elite He, he, he he can't even be in these top 20 lists he can't because statistically he can't the intangibles what he meant to that franchise, what he meant to the NFL at that time, what he did as a player, he is. Okay, what did he do as a player? He took a team, okay, that did was... He? Was that him? Yes. That was all was Joe him. Namath. Yeah, he threw for 4,000 yards in 19 fucking buttfuck who the fuck knows when. One year. Yeah, and that's that's all it took then. Was that one beautiful year? I'm not saying he's elite by today's standards or by my own standards. I'm saying the reason he's in the Hall of Fame is because he did what he did when he did it. It's not that he was a great quarterback or that he was a transcendent talent. It's that he was smoking cigars on a pool with a bunch of fucking women and the TV fucking women loved him. 
the front yeah. office loved him, the NFL loved him, the Jets loved him, the fan base loved him. That is a popularity contest, and that's what got him in there. And doing, he won a fucking Super Bowl. Doing blow-off booty cheeks. Yeah, exactly. Like, snorting fucking rails off fucking ass cheeks, Cuban girls, and he'd go out fucking half-cocked and win a football game. Like, that's... In that time frame, that was amazing to a lot of people. Nowadays, it's like, uh, Brett Favre gets all fucked up on fucking pain shots. I can't remember. What was the name of that fucking drug that he took? And, and sends a dick Rambo. pic. Cocktail. It wasn't Vicodin. It sends a dick pic. It wasn't Valium. It was a shot they give players when they're hurt. What is it? Zone shots. No. Like an no. anti-inflammatory? No, it's a painkiller. Um, fuck. We went on a transport work, and one of the guys got one in his butt cheek. I can't remember the name of it. Midol? No, definitely not. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. But, either way, it everything goes, especially with the Hall of Fame, because it's put to a vote, and it's not just the committee voting on it. It's what that player meant to that franchise at that point in time. Like John Elway, okay. Going back to that. Statistically, not that great, sure. Uh, played his entire career. Struggled through fucking four Super Bowls. You know, not having the best of luck. Gets to the very end of his career. Puts his fucking nuts on the table. Beats the fucking Packers and Brett Favre, who were up and coming at the time. Tordal. Tordal. That's what it is. And, you know, he, he puts on a show. He, he, he lays out there. He fucking just straight dicks it. Gets the win. Next year, gets it again. Blows out the Falcons. And rides off into the sunset. That's why John Elway is a Hall of Fame quarterback. Not because his QBR was fucking out of this world or because he had so many touchdowns that he didn't set fucking records, okay? I mean, at the time, he broke some of Dan Marino's records, but he didn't... He wasn't Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees or Peyton Manning snapping records and making an offensive effort that was out of this realm of possibility. It's the fact that what he meant to that franchise at that point in time was more than another player on that team or more than other quarterbacks in that era. And he was more noticeable and that's what got him in just like Joe Namath. It's not necessarily talent based to be in Canton. It's that one time that something happened that was unbelievable. And the, the blowback from that was mesmerizing. Like Joe Namath winning a Super Bowl with the fucking jets. Really? The jets. Yeah. That, that got you into the Hall of Fame at that point in time because it was unthinkable. Yeah. Like playing just well enough to make that team good to be the face of a franchise that was that successful in that time frame got him there. It's not all numbers. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, it was a different time. I mean, they didn't really have a lot to throw up in there as far as Hall of Fame players. And, it, and it's, I guess it's kind of changed from, I, th I think it's now more so, okay, let's look at your 
career stats. Then before it was more of like a popularity thing, but it still is a popularity thing, and that that's the only reason Terrell Owens is not but, a first no, ballot Hall of Famer. No, it 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 still is to a to a an extent, but I think it's it's more so controlled now than it was yeah. before. Like Terrell Owens not being in the Hall of Fame is strictly because he was polarizing. Right. He fucking made fans dislike him with his antics. He made coaching staff dislike him with his antics. He made himself the center of attention. Another reason Randy Moss was looked at as perhaps not worthy of Canton just because of the things that he had done throughout his career and that made him in the media alienated. But if you look just strictly at numbers, one of the best talents at that position in the history of the NFL. There's no doubt. Stay off the weed. Yeah. Like Terrell Owens, (laughs) there is absolutely zero doubt that Terrell Owens is a first ballot Hall of Famer by the numbers. But you take his personality into account, now all of a sudden, nowadays, okay, prime example, Joe Namath behaving the way he did back then would not fast forward that now to now he would he would be fucking ostracized immediately there's no (laughs) fucking way they'd allow that but back then the boys club the fuck yeah fucking hookers and blow that was fucking awesome right so joe namath gets the (laughs) nod nowadays you know fucking baker mayfield there's a video of him at a titty bar doing fucking lines of riddling off fucking stripper he would be out of the nfl the next day well Gronk is out there uh, handling uh, Sports Illustrated uh, models' boobies on the uh, bus. So, uh, uh, Roger, I'm, ex- I'm expecting a six-game suspension. Um, that is inappropriate conduct. Rob Gronkowski is a tight end. I, I don't care. Ezekiel Elliott was uh, wrongly suspended. So, anything that deals with mammary glands should be uh, <laughs> six games. <laughs> Minimum. Minimum six, Minimum six games. Well, Kareem Hunt kicked that chick right in the tits, so I feel like that should be six games. Yeah, he should not be in the league anymore. I think uh, no, there's no way. Absolutely. I think I he should be in a Bears have, uh, uniform, to be honest. I think he should uh, Chicago Bears pick him up? A little four-game suspension, maybe? And the only reason I say that, the only reason I say that is because Tyreek Hill's still in the league, and... Joe Mixon got a job. Yep. Joe Mixon and Tyreek Hill both did way worse shit. Joe Mixon socked the bitch in the face on camera. On camera in front of 40 fucking people. Right. And, and got, got drafted. Got, got drafted. And got drafted. And got drafted. He, he dropped out of the first round because he punched the bitch in the face. But he got, <laughs> but he got yeah, picked he got up in the second <laughs> round, though. Yeah. But he got to the uh, second round, though. I'm buying a... Uh... Roger Goodell clown shirt. I am 100% buying a Kareem Hunt jersey for whatever team he goes to. You heard it here first. 100%. That's bullshit. If you're going to kick Kareem Hunt out of the NFL, there are at least 10 other players who should no longer have a job. At least 10. At least 10 that we know of. That we're aware of, yeah. Wait (laughs) 20 years or there might be fucking 30 more pop. We don't know. And how many people paid off chicks to not say anything? Yeah, exactly. Cream Hunt didn't do any of that. Cream Hunt fucking 
The only issue with Kareem Hunt is that he attempted to lie about it. Yeah. That's um, my the that's only, my the main only issue. fucking issue that I see with that is okay, pushes or whatever. You know, get the fuck out of my room, go away. But to go turn around to go back and then fucking kick her, not okay. But it is okay not for okay. Joe Mixon to straight cold cock a chick, right hook, in a crowded restaurant on a weekend. No, that's not okay. Okay. So he should be but, also expelled from the NFL. He should, yeah. Okay. Okay, so Ray also, Rice. Ben was Ray, Ray Rice even for, suspended? Ben Roethlisberger's Super Bowl titles stripped. The Cardinals should have a ring because of his off-the-field antics. What? Because he raped a chick in a bathroom. Un, un, may or may not have sexually assaulted a woman. It's all hearsay, right? No. Except it was no, on camera. No, we don't have video footage. Of Big Ben doing whatever the fuck he did. We have a camera showing okay. Kareem Hunt. He was smart enough. Pushing. Smart okay, enough. I, listen, I can, I can see the pushing. Get the fuck away from me. Stay the fuck out of my room. But to go back and fucking boot her was absolute hey, fucking hey, bull- hey, 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 hey. Let's fucking calm down on the boot. That was a fucking that was a love tap. Not, not, not saying it was okay, but fuck. And yeah. all the headlines were making it seem like he was fucking kicking a 68-yard and won the fucking Super Bowl. Yeah, it's like he lined it up like Adam Benatari in 2004 and just fucking cranked her in the jaw. That's not what happened. Well, that's, that's worse. That's like, like, he's, eh, he's not, not a kickball, kick eh. fuck's sake. It's like he touched her with his toe barely. It was like a fucking ballet move. Like, yeah, he but, tried, and I give him credit for the effort, but he did not connect very well. Was Joe Mixon even suspended at all? No. Mm-mm. No, Jeez. not even a little bit. He also he wasn't in the league when it happened, so I guess no, that helps. But he was very close to it. Or when it surfaced, he was. He didn't listen to Chris Carter when he said you got to have a fall guy. <laughs> it's kind of hard to have a fall guy when there's fucking bet... 18 cameras on you. Cold no, cock. And no, I mean... No, I mean they should have been out in the fucking hallway instead of him, is what I'm saying. They yeah. should have all been wearing the same thing. I bet you any money Chris Carter's fall guy was Heinz Kleinsasser. Or fucking Heinz Kleinsasser. What the fuck was his name? Kleinsasser? Remember him? Mm-hmm. Kleinsasser? Big white motherfucker? The big meathead? Yes. Oh, God. Dante Bos- Culpepper Bos- guy was by the name of Bosworth. Hmm. Klein Saucer. That was his name. I don't remember his first name. Hans? Klein Saucer? Hans. Uh, that'd be great if it was Hans. I don't think it is. Hans Dickmitz? Hans Dickmitz coming at you hot. But the point of the matter, I mean, Kareem Hunt to not have a career in the NFL after this it, is a travesty. It was Jim. Jim Klein Saucer. Was it Jim? Jim? Same shit. Oh, that's so it's gay. Jim. It's Jim. Jim His Clancy. middle name is Carter, too. Oh, that's stupid. <laughs> He's from Carrington, so, North Dakota. Hey. That's, such, that's, an, all, that's an all around white person. Played for the Bison. All around white person. That's a big Jim time white Carter, guy. Jim Carter Klein Saucer from North Dakota. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
How Six white three, is that? 272. That's so white. That hurts of how white that is. Played eight years in the show. Never made a Pro Bowl, anything, ever. He had six, seven touchdowns total. Why do I remember his name? He had seven touchdowns his whole career. Because he's an animal. I mean, not really. Statistically. No, I'm talking about, like... He had 147 rushing yards as a running back on 43 attempts (laughs) in eight years. I'm talking about, like, just as a human being. Oh, yeah. 100%. Six foot three, two seventy two. Yeah, that's a large human. Who is that running back or fullback? Mike Allstott. Now that's a fucking animal. Oh, big time. Ooh, way. Talk about white running backs for a second. Peyton Hillis for those two years in Denver, he didn't suck. <laughs> he was an animal too. So does the Madden curse live on now? Uh, well, Antonio Brown was on the cover of Madden 19, and now he's being uh, traded away from the Steelers for behavioral issues. So I think so. I, I would agree. Yeah. Tom and Brady before on. that, and he lost the Super Bowl to the Eagles and Big Dick Nick. Nine Inch Nick. I mean, the Madden curse is alive and well, I think. All right, Damien, what you got for us? You look like you were writing something down. You looked like you were not eating Chick-fil-A. Gronkowski on the cover of Madden 17 has the worst year of his career. And then I was he was just playing writing, the Super Bowl last year. I was just writing down uh, my top 10. Well, I tried to make a top 10. Madden 16, although Beckham Jr. Oh, well. Quarterbacks. I think he got hurt that year, actually. I think he did. I think he was sidelined with that boot on his foot. Could be. Got to think, Madden 16 came out in, what, 2015? Yeah. So. Peyton Hillis. Peyton Hillis. H-O-F. Yeah, he, had, he had one good year. One good year. I mean, you could technically say the man curse lives on because A.B. did get hurt. And also didn't play the whole year, so. Also yeah. bugged out. That's a yeah. Oh, uh, no, he, he wasn't hurt. No, that was that was when hurt. he was. That's when he he fucking got pissed off at the kicking net. He got suspended. Could be, yeah. Also a Pro Bowler in that year, though, thirteen touchdowns. So the Madden curse, Odo Beckham Jr. At least for the year he was on the cover, is not relevant. Yeah, the Giants sucked. Yeah, the team sucked entirely, but he did not. All right. Anything else? I don't. Anything hockey related you want guys going to go over? The Colorado Avalanche just straight fucking crumples. 
I don't even want to talk about hockey right now. Honestly, I'm too worked up. <laughs> Not worked up, just more or less fucking borderline suicidal. <laughs> yeah, it, it was looking good at first. It was. I was like, hey, pretty solid squad we got here. Then all of a sudden, about 40 games later, it's like, wow, what the fuck happened? You know. Sitting fucking four games back for playoffs. Got a 500 record with five straight losses. The fact that Anaheim is so booty and they're still only like two points out of a playoff spot is absolutely fucking mind-blowing. Hey, the Oilers are just barely holding them off. It's brutal. West is not good. No. West is pretty raw. The Lightning. Raw. Raw FM. Lightning, though. 13 games up, first place. The Lightning are fucking absolutely gross. They are eight, uh, 11 games better than the next closest team. Nope. Nine. Because the Flames Gross. are actually ridiculous this year. Yeah, there's like, I what, think... two two teams out of the West that are like subpar that everybody else is just trashed. The Kings have fallen off the face of the earth. The Ducks are struggling herd. Hard would be an understatement. Yeah, it's not good. It's just not good. I, I literally watch Anaheim play, and I'm just like, fucking call me in if we're going to play like this, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I'll, solid- I'll solidify that sixth D-man spot. Fuck. Yeah. Give me on the fourth line. I'll literally just throw the puck at the net and hopes it goes in from any angle on the ice. Because that's yeah. how fucking well they're playing. In the corner, sling it. Give me a cross-corner dump to make fucking Carlisle happy, please. (laughs) And generate negative offense. Good one, Randy. Good one. Just cross-corner dumps, no chase. Fucking give the team the puck, watch them break it up, maybe score. Rely on Gibson to stand on his head night in and night out. Just just give me a position. Give me a contract for 200K to literally... Block shots with my teeth in front of John Gibson. <laughs> Fair enough. Please. That's all I need. I'll fucking do it. He's struggling a little bit, eh? And, I mean, it's, it's hard to say that he's struggling because he's legitimately the only reason why they're even, they've even won fucking six games this year. And since the All-Star break, it's been a little rough. First game back was rough, but last night he was having a hell of a game, and then fucking Jacob Magna, fucking six foot six, fucking ham ass, drills him, <laughs> smashes his head off the crossbar. <laughs> I see them. Now we got fucking concussion protocol. For fuck's sake! Donald's dog's having a panic attack. Donald about to fucking. With the belt out on the dog? I think so. About <laughs> to beat those cheeks. Fucking done here or what? I think so. That, that whole fucking thing just gets my blood pressure up. Oh, I can't stand that. Well, Joe fucking Namath. Oh. oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Huh? Are you gonna take us out, or are we just gonna cut it and that'll be it? There's usually Donald does that. Yeah. Well, fucking, that's our show. We'll talk to you fucking next week. See you fucking guys later. <laughs> Very good. Straight to the point.